You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online, and my name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. Welcome to the show. The interview subject I have prepared for you on this instalment is Kim Redmond from the Perth-based outfit Band of Misfits. I had a chat to Kim about two and a half years ago or so when the group released the Higher Passage EP. This time around, though, the catalyst for the conversation is a new single called Crickets. So let's hear what Kim has to say. Here we go. How's things? Hey, Andy, I'm good. How are you? Great. What's been happening? Oh, just, uh, you know, launched a new single, um, work. <laughs> yeah, kids and work. I see a lot of that going and, on for uh, you. I know, I know the feeling, don't worry. Trying to, yeah, trying to juggle it all, you know, that's that. Yeah, it's a lot like that, yeah. isn't it? But you, you seem to be managing that. It is. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm managing. <laughs> yeah, so how did you find the time to, to record something this year with, uh, I mean, I know you, you guys seem to, from the pictures that I've seen, you guys seem to rehearse quite a bit. So I guess you can sort of bring some ideas into the rehearsal room and knock them out that way. Yeah, definitely. Um, I did, I wrote crickets um, a little while ago and I actually, um uh, put it to the guys and yeah, Jake, Jake got hold of it and spread the rhythm on a fair bit. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it, it is what it is, really. Um, but yeah, we're pretty happy with how it turned out, anyway. Yeah, we have, we've had a pretty good response so far. Yeah, it's got a different vibe to the rest of the stuff on Higher Passage, so I take it that was by design. really something that I, I tried to do because someone else said to me on the weekend oh it's such a different so different and I thought oh why like I don't see it as being too different to my other stuff really but maybe maybe rhythm wise it is because it's a lot quicker so it's a bit it's, more punchier it's quicker but your your other stuff tends to have a bit more like of an acoustic thing going through it even though it's fairly rock still this one doesn't yeah this one just sort of hits you yeah maybe that's it that could be the reason um, I'm just. I'm actually thinking. Oh, I, maybe I didn't even play the rhythm on that recording. Um, I don't think I did. I think I just left it up to Jake for that one. Um, we did. We did a few recordings. So next year we're going to release some more uh, singles. So you got them and, in the can um, already? Yeah, yeah. Just got to get them mastered it now. So um, yeah, but um. Crickets, yeah, it's good. It's, it's, we've had a good response, and especially when we play it live, it's, everyone loves it. So uh, even from the get-go, from the first time we played it, we had a really good response. So we're like, oh, we must be onto something good because uh, everyone seems to like it. So, yeah. Fair enough. So, so it sounds like a new EP is, is in order, or are you actually going to go the whole album this time? We would like to do the whole album. We might, um, after we release these songs, we've got some more stuff we're working on. Um, Lee's written a couple of songs this time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there'll be different flavors again. We'll be sounding a lot more, you know, a lot different again. Um, so, yeah, we've got to kind of go in and knock them out. But, yeah, um, yeah, next year we've got a fair bit of stuff. And we've, we've actually done a cover that we've recorded as well, so we're just trying to go through the red tape of getting that um, kind of sorted out and, and work out how we can do that um, legally and, you know, through the right channel. Though. 
Is that right? God, I've, I've, I think I've recorded on covers before that have gone out there and I don't remember any of that happening, but you've you've looked into it and there is some red tape around it. Yeah, yeah. I think um, distros could make it quite easy now to release covers, but um, I know when Ultrasound were recording Red Live, uh, not Red Live, sorry, um, Double Talking Jives, some gunners, they had a little bit of red tape and it was quite hard for them to release that. Um, is that correct? Release that cover, but they did... They did eventually, yeah. So um, I don't, I don't think they make it too easy, but yeah. So I think I'll just stick with just kid and and see how it goes. See, I always thought it was to do with sampling. So if you're an urban artist or electronic artist and you're sampling somebody's material in the way that the Beastie Boys would do, I don't think they even told anybody that they were doing it. They just went and did it. There's the famous Led Zeppelin story with those guys, for example. When I was 32 years ago, yeah, or so okay. what have you? But um, that's interesting, actually, isn't it? Because there is an entire industry out there based based on YouTube. Based covers. on just covers, yeah, yeah that's right. But, I mean, I play covers yeah. myself. I think I mentioned that the last time we had a chat. And um, yeah, we've got stuff on YouTube from that. Actually, yeah. got because that's the only thing that I do in terms of my, my music, live musical performance aspect. There was one that was released did just you, the other did night. You just- Oh, okay. And did you um, just do a live version of that? Or was that just it was uh, recorded somebody... in the studio? And no, it was a live performance uh, video. So I'm in a I'm in a couple of um, God. We haven't been able to play at all this year, except for in January and February. But um, yeah. one of the bands is the an Australian '80s tribute. So all of the usual suspects okay. from that era: uh, Kylie. Yeah. Um, a lot of the rock stuff as well, Mondo Rock. And uh, somebody, I, I didn't even know actually, somebody had, was either, I think it would just look like a phone anyway. But anyway, they've used Premiere Pro or um, Final Cut or whatever they've used and they've put a montage together. And yeah, it's up. Okay. So, <laughs> and look, I, I played in a um, another covers band about 11 years ago or so and there's a video of me playing Love Roller Coaster. And um, grooves yeah, okay. in the heart up there. So I mean, look, I mean, I'd have God, you, you'd know. I mean, if you're doing all of the research about it, but I just find that odd because at the end of the day, it's you know, it's kind of a form of publicity too. You're covering a yeah, song. Yeah, that's right. You're not saying I you think did. When it. You, yeah. So we 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 basically recorded a live version when we recorded the last so crickets and another couple of songs down down south beginning of the year. We did a live take of a song and. Um, um, we've just got to see how you know get that mastered and get that sounding top notch before we release it mm. um, to go on Spotify and all that. But I think it's different if you're playing like live and you've got video footage of that of, of a cover song and that's going on YouTube. I think as long as you mention the fact that it's not your song, uh, it's not a problem. Yeah, it's interesting. They're both broadcasting methods, though. But anyway, I mean, as I say, you know, if it, it is what it is, and if that's what you've discovered through your research, then so be it. But it's, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean. It, I'm a firm believer in, in covers are important because they can inspire people to get into your music as well. And God knows how many. I mean, it was a strategy yeah. there for many years, particularly with pop artists covering stuff from the mm. 60s and 70s. And then you thought it was an original song. There was um, yeah the Teen Queens back, a band called the Teen Queens back in the day. That was their whole thing. Um, there's there's too many to mention really. And uh, yeah, it's just, just a way of sort of reactive, reactivating a, some songs for a, a newer generation as well, I think. And uh, but uh, look, yeah, that's, that's right. That's life. But uh, 
Another thing I noticed uh, was that you got a lineup change going on. Yeah, yeah. So Mel's not with us anymore, and we've got um, oh maybe yeah, and bass player Lee. So yeah. um, we've had we've had Jake for a couple of years as a guitarist. Um, um, probably a year and a half, maybe. Yeah, it's been there on close to two years, I'm, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, it's been about and, that. Our last conversation was about yeah, two and a half years I'm just ago thinking, so, so. yeah, because it would have been March when we released High Passage. Yeah, so, and um, our, base, our original bass player left to go overseas um, to live over there with his girlfriend, and uh, they picked that eventuated event, you know, in the end, but that's what he was planning. So we, I said, look, Lee's pretty keen. He's my best friend's brother. I've known him for 20 years. He's a really good bass player. Mm. Um, so what we um, did is, um, yeah, we asked him if he could come on board and... Yeah, he was super keen and he already had harmonies down. So, um, yeah, it just worked out really well. And, he, and he's got a natural, um, uh, you know, he's just he's just a natural when it comes to harmonies and things like that. You know, sometimes people find it hard to harmonise in a band. And it is hard, it yeah. It doesn't come very naturally. But, but with him, it does come quite naturally. He's got a great voice. And... Um, and now, when we're playing all the songs um, from, you know, the first and second EP, as well as the new stuff, um, it just adds such a, a nice flavour to have a really, really nice harmonies in a band. You know, I love harmonies, so it's got to be able to work with somebody that gets it, you know? So, I understand. Um, yeah. yeah. Awesome. They, are, they are extremely important, yeah. but they've got to be gotten right to your point. And. It's, uh, it mm. took me, it, took, it still takes me, you have good and bad days. It's as simple as that. Some days you're just on point, but uh, the amount, every every gig before I go to that I'm playing in, of course, I scream myself hoarse in the car on the way to the gig so as I've got more control of my voice because I tend to find that's the way yeah. it works because I tend to find if I don't warm up, it just doesn't happen. I listen back to it and I think, shit. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah you've, you've got to have the you got to have the drive, and it's it doesn't come naturally for me. I can tell you that. But it's uh, it, yeah. it adds it adds a uh, a lot of flavour to the music when it's done right. That's right, that's right. And we would love like Jake. Jake tries some harmonies as well, but um, he yeah, it doesn't come as naturally to him. So there's a couple of bits that you know he sings um, in our songs, um, you know, empty valley and that as well. So. Um, but yeah, it works just even just mainly harmonising. Lee's got quite a high register as well, so mm. he can hit some notes, you know, which uh, which means we can explore and do a bit more. So yeah, that's he's cool. My, he's your Michael Anthony. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, and Jake's yeah, Lee guitarist is. He's a natural who's been here playing in a few different bands around Perth. He was in Jackson Coke for a couple of years and he was also in a band, or he still is in a band with his sister, um, Maddie, and that's called Mad Cats. And um, that's, uh, they play probably you know, a few times a year. Um, they're all in different bands as well, so it's hard for them to you know, kind of pin something down because mm. um, the drummer's... Um, in Yomi Ship, I don't know if you've heard of Yomi Ship. Not yet, no. Um, they're they... a, no, they're a three-piece instrumental band in Perth, and they're 
they're doing really, really well, quite well known now. Um, yeah, and they're great. So that's him and his brother and his brother's girlfriend on base. Mm. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, it's lots happening. Live um, shows. Yeah. You've been You've been able to do some. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, we've played a few shows um, at Amp a couple of times, I think, and, um, yeah, the launch was at Bath and Dean and that went down really, really well. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we're supposed to play next month as well um, at Amp again for Electric State single launch, but um, our drummer's away in Karatha with work at the moment, so that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how did the live shows go though? Because I mean, they were some of the first live shows I think ever in Australia since the since the COVID lockdown started to be lifted. But did a lot of people come out? Yeah, they did actually. Um, the one at Amps was really good. It was Electric State's video launch for We're Just Blood, and um, that that was a really good turnout. Um, we were pretty stoked with that, um, and we also played the Rose Mount, and. Um, that was quite good, you know. People are getting out and about, and I think they're starting to support a bit more local music and small businesses and things like that. So, yeah. Can we good. talk about that? Can we talk about that for a second? Are you comfortable talking about your business on the podcast? Sure. You do run a small business, and if yeah. I'm right, it's in the it's you're a florist. How difficult? Yeah. How difficult was it for you to survive? the pandemic, certainly in the first three months, because I know that the business owners that I spoke to here, around me here, I'm just talking about coffee shops and the like, they were extremely nervous, to say the least. And and I, I do know from my time writing at the Bulletin that there are many mm. tourism operators that if they're not, that was a couple of months back now, but I'd be very surprised if they're still in operation uh, and ready to handle what we thought was going to be the onslaught from Sydney and definitely Melbourne mm. that always come up every yeah. every holiday. And we need that business, to be honest. But going back to you, yeah. how, how difficult was it? Um, actually, to tell you the truth, I was pretty lucky. Um, we I didn't have to completely shut my shop. There were some businesses that, you know, as long as the social distancing, um, we were able to still open. Um, um, and, and we were fortunate that, um, in that period with Mother's Day and as bad as it was that there were people that weren't able to visit their loved ones who were in nursing homes or so forth um, or locked down in their own homes, um, that people were, more people were sending flowers, you know, you know, as a way of saying, you know, happy Mother's Day and I'm thinking of you and just, just general, um, just, just flowers, just thinking of your flowers, you know, I, we were, I was doing so many more orders. Um, so I was actually quite lucky. Um, it has been pretty steady, um, even towards the end of the year. So um, I've been quite fortunate. Okay, there you go. That's the uh, yeah. the uh, one of one of the uh, side effects with people not being able to visit people is that they're uh, they want to send things to them, and what better to send to somebody that you can't visit well, for a special thing. occasion? That's right. You can leave it at the door. You know, you knock on the door, and there's lots of social distancing happening. Um, and I've got a reasonably big shop, so I could have, you know, two people or three people in the shop at a time. As long as I was social distance, it was fine. I could still still open. So um, I know that's not the case with recent lockdowns in Melbourne and so forth. Um, it's pretty much all retail had to shut, had to shut shop. Um, so, 
yeah, I do feel for, for the people that have been affected. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the only upside yeah. is that, that people are extremely keen to get back out again, which means that if people can survive are, this and, period. That's right, and people are really, really, um, I find people are now looking to buy local so much more than they were before. Um, you know, it's always good when you say people come in going, I like to shop local, you know, instead of going down the hill because I live kind of in the hills a little bit. Hmm. Um, um, but I find that with the small, with all the small businesses in the hills, people are, the community kind of rallies around and um, everyone is really supportive. So it helps. Hmm. That's, really good. That, that, that community enthusiasm is something that I've certainly noticed as well. And, uh, I've definitely done it in terms of buying my uh, coffee online. I only buy it from Australian distributors these days. And uh, there's been yeah. a few other things, basically. Just, But there's been some random things too, like uh, guinea pig hutches for my daughters. Couldn't get one at all. So, of course, I had to get it on eBay. So I, I think what potentially the other benefit from all of this is that a lot of these industries, small manufacturing uh, businesses, if you like, might be able to gain a foothold again. Because people have yeah, sort of become right. educated now that they can't go shopping and can't go out and can't go on these massive excursions on Saturdays and Sundays yeah. like we used to do, grew up, grew up doing. Um, yeah. You know, is that we, we're going to work out, okay, so this is missing. So like that, there's that story about the, uh, the single company in Australia that was producing face masks was in Victoria. And oh, of course, that's right, yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. So... You yeah, can bet your yeah. bottom dollar there's going to be a few more face mask factories and businesses open up after this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they'll be leading the way and everyone else will go, oh, yeah, it's a good idea. Keep it local and, mm. yeah. So what about, what about your social media? Uh, I call it the social media game. So your social media game has always been pretty good with, with the band of misfits. Are you going to – have you got a strategy for – Given, given the lockdowns potentially might come back in, and you might not be able to play live again, for uh, it's certainly coming. We do, yeah. Well, yeah, we have we have spoken about doing more live videos. It's something that's always at the forefront of our conversations because it's something that we are lacking, and we've been, you know, we need more social media presence and more. I know that we could be on there a whole lot more than we are, it, but it is a little bit of a juggle with with other with other things going on. Um, to try and keep on top of it. And I'm sure you hear it from a lot of musicians that it's really hard to be on there every day unless you're a full-time musician and you've got all the time in the world during the day to actually work on your social media and your art. It's actually really hard to be on there all the time when you've got a business to run and you've got other things going on. So I'm a single mum of two kids as well. Mm -hmm. So... um, you know, I've got quite a bit on my plate, and I've just started another another band up as well, which is stupid of me. But um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so just throw something else in the mix as well. But um, yeah, I know that you know I've got Jake as admin now, so I'm hoping that he can kind of add to the mix a little bit more when it comes to social media presence, so we can kind of be a little bit more, um, you know, online basically, and get yeah. more videos up and up and running, which, like I said, we've talked about already. Yeah, look, it, it, look, I've, I've just graduated uni, as, as you saw, I think, and, and one of the big takeaways that I learnt at uni is basically if you're not doing videos on social media, you're not doing social media. Practically, that's what it is. And mm-hmm. look, I, I can't talk. I do 
bugger all myself. But to be honest, yeah. I just don't care. I've got to be honest. Like I've got, I, I, I get the listeners anyway, but I get bugger all social yep. media engagement. And I just don't, to your exact point there, how much time have I got in the day to dedicate to using social media mm. and engaging and building a community and telling stories? These are all the buzzwords. The answer is I don't. Yep. So I'm not going to do a half I mean, maybe. Job. Yeah, that's right. And maybe, maybe when, you know, I don't know, like, yeah, if we get discovered and we, we get a manager and we have, we have a team around us. Um, sorry, that's my dog running around the house. Um, it might be a completely different it might be a different story, you know, um, when we've got more of a team and we've got more people to kind of help us out. But between um, two social media accounts for my business plus an Instagram for my business as well as, um, you know, <laughs> um, my own social media and then the band, there's quite a bit to manage. Hmm. So, And I know there are people out there that can do it, but the thing is at the moment is like we're a struggling band and we don't make much money at gigs. Um, we have to rely on selling merch and things like that. <laughs> mm. um, so we don't have the funds there to be able to pay somebody to do it, basically. Mm. Yeah, and the people that do want to be yeah. paid want to be paid exorbitant funds because I've looked into it. That, that's right. So it's a bit of a, a, a catch-22, you know, at the moment. Um, yeah. Mm. I mean, it's great if we yeah. can sell millions of... M- millions of you know, singles and everyone got onto crickets and it went gangbusters and we could kind of build a team and, and have people to do that for us, which would be awesome. That so would you be the dream. But you mentioned, <laughs> you, indeed, but you mentioned you were in another band or you started another band, so obviously you've got some other ideas that you wanted to express outside of band. Well, the, the, other band's a, the other band's a tribute band, so, um, yeah, it's it's quite quite different, but um, I'm sure you'll find out about it. <laughs> we haven't quite announced it yet. Uh-huh. So, yeah. um, what's a, what's a, give, really give us a ballpark of... idea without telling us what it is. Uh, what's there? Uh, uh, metal. Nice. Killer. You yeah. know into that. Yeah. I can yep. see you doing so, that. Um, yep. So, yeah, I've got a, I've got a good bunch of guys who, are, who are, you love the music as well and um, are all in. So, had one, one rehearsal, which was really really fruitful got got heaps done i was quite productive um and yeah i guess it was a confirmation for me that i was doing something that um has been in the back of my mind to do for quite some time and it i got to the point where i just thought stuff it if i don't do it now i'll never do it so i'm just going to do it and um yeah somehow find the time to squeeze that in as well um so yeah we'll probably start well we've got a I'm thinking about maybe mid-year next year we'll start gigging, but we need to obviously have a few more rehearsals and, and get things down pretty solidly. It's a bit hard too because um, one of the guys is away as well, so it makes it a bit harder. Where do you find the, the energy then? Okay, Because I'm, I'm a big believer that everybody can find the time for things, but it's about doing things right, which comes down to your energy levels and your commitment. So you've got a, plenty of irons in the fire there and um, you've got a family. Yeah, so. I guess I'm just... Just driven, I guess, and I don't know. I, I think I, I missed out on playing music for so long when I was married because it wasn't something that um, I did. You know, I quit music to be to be in a marriage, basically. You know, it was either one or the other. Um, so I guess I'm making up for lost time, in a way, as well. 
Um, yeah. I've got the opportunity to. I don't, you know, I'm by myself. I don't have a partner, so I've got, you know, a, a lot of drive, and I don't have any distractions, and I can just um, set goals and hopefully make them come alive. <laughs> <laughs> what else? What else? What so other? I, I the... figure I've only got. I've probably only got another good, good ten years in me. So, you know, <laughs> people probably won't want to see me on a stage in another ten years. So, while I've got the energy and the drive. Um, yeah, might as well, might as well do it now. Yeah, make hay when the sun shines. I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and do you find these opportunities yeah. like this, this new project? Was it one that sort of came to you? It wasn't necessarily one you had to sort of fight to get started. No, no, I've had it in my mind to do it for a long time, and it was just a matter of time before I did it. It was just, um, uh, I guess, I guess it was maybe a time thing, concentrating on bad misfits and. Um, and then I just, I think I just, you know, I'd listen to one same band while I'm running in, in the mornings and stuff like that. And I just thought, you know what, stuff it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. If it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. But at least I've tried. But if I don't do it, I'm going to regret not doing it. So, um, yeah. So we're going to be happy. <laughs> You, you might have answered this question here, but I've had three interviews tonight. You're the final one. It'll be my final question for you, mm. and I've been asking the same yep. the same question. Sometimes I do this, so here we go. Okay. Yep. You've been in lockdown. The pandemic may or may not be going away. Who bloody knows with the way things are going at the moment? But the question for you is mm. everybody in the world has been affected by this pandemic, but for you specifically, how do you think your life has been changed because of it? Um, I think, um, again, um, I think it's only a matter of time before we probably get a second wave or a third wave, you know. Mm-hmm. So I guess time is always of an essence with me and I'm already making up for lost time. So if something like a pandemic comes along and throws a spanner in the works, then there's more time of loss. So for me, it's just about being productive um, and keeping the wheels turning with Band of Misfits, um, writing music, um, and and with my my tribute, which I will tell you about soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see the posts go up on social media, no doubt. You will, you will, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. So, um, I love, I, yeah, you're on. You go. No, you go. go on. Uh, a lot of people might be a bit shocked, but um, yeah. Oh, that's good. They're a band that's... that I've been listening to for solidly for twenty years, and I still can listen to them every day and not get sick of them. And there's probably not many albums that you could do that with, you know. Yeah, I've only got a couple where that is the case. Actually, um, there's not yeah. many. I think I've got maybe two or three. There's Pink Floyd, Morbid Angel, and Queen. Maybe. Yep. Uh, probably some others yeah. in there, like Level 42, I can definitely. But there's bands that I listen to for individual musicians. I don't really focus on the music. Like with Level 42, because I'm a bassist, I just listen to Mark King. So I isolate mentally. I can do that. And I just it's listen to his bass Yeah, lines. that's right. Yeah, I find that I'll probably do that too vocally with a lot of artists as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, being a bass player, you tend to get pretty good at it because you can hardly hear the bass in most of these bloody recordings. That's <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> All right, so before I let you go, yep. I know I know where your social media accounts are, but tell everybody 
where can they find you? Okay, so um, you can find us at the Band of Misfits, and that's Misfits spelt with a double S. And you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, um, Bandcamp. Um, they're our main. They're our main ones. Um, we're on YouTube as well. We don't have a huge presence on YouTube, but we are on there. We do have a couple of things up there. Um, and we we regularly put you know um, all our all our gigs and things like that are up on there. And we're on Songkick as well. So any upcoming um, gigs that we have, I try and upload um, those to Songkick so people know when we're playing. Mm. Um, and our music can be found everywhere you can buy music online. So we're on Bandcamp, iTunes, Google Music, and then you've got all your common streaming services, which everyone knows about. Um, our songs are only $1.29 if you want to buy it on iTunes or Google <laughs> Music. Um, well, it's we better if people buy your physical copy. So that, that, that's more that's money right. for you guys. So I always that's say, right. yeah. like, if, if, you, if you're going to actually spend the $1.29, for God's sakes, support the band because I think it's $10, isn't mm. it? I don't want, to, don't want to say what the CD is, but they're normally about $10. For a $10, whole EP, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, it's so cheap. It's not much. Then you get the physical copy, which you can then bounce onto your computer, so you still get the MP3 files, but you've got the physical copy as well, and you kept the band band in business. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Right. Well, um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about, you know, talk up or anything else you wanted to promote? Um. Yeah, just just basically crickets. You know, we we love it, and we love everyone to hear it, and um, let us know what you think of it if you... If you like us, um, you know, or you like the song, let us know, um, whether it be on social media or, um, yeah, it'd be great. It's a killer cut. Get into it. It's awesome. Thank you. You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List online, and my name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. That interview subject was Kim Redmond from the Perth-based outfit Band of Misfits. Thanks for tuning in.